The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 12th of February, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Got a great show lined up for you. Yes, indeed. In the first hour, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded with the band members of Messer. Yes, they're a rock band out of Texas. We had a great conversation. The second hour, I'm welcoming back Philip D. Blackman as we talk about some current events. And in the third hour, the icon Stephen James and I will touch on the uh, Joe Rogan situation. Before I get to all that, I want to cue one of the latest singles from Messer. This is called Hope in This World. I'll be back with the interview with the guys from Messer right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. Now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Each other far away from in between 
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey, 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Did you know that strippers in Australia spin on the pole counterclockwise? Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Without free speech, society never would have discovered that the earth is round, or realized that a person's rights should not be based on their skin color. Figures like Galileo and Martin Luther King prove that free thinking alone is not enough. If you wish to change things, you have to speak out about what you believe. Exercise your right to free speech, for it is one of your greatest rights. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick. 
And you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Hope in This World by Messer. And it is my pleasure to welcome three of the band members of Messer to the show. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Take it away, guys. Hey, guys. What's going on? This is Derek. Hey, it's Maddox. And this is John. (laughs) All right. Hey, good to have you guys here. So for uh, those who are not familiar with Messer, why don't uh, you give a little background, tell uh, the listeners a bit about yourselves and about the band. Uh, well, I'll start with that one. Sure, go ahead. Well, we've been around about 10 years now. We're from Dallas, Texas. Um, you know, we're just a couple of dudes uh, driving around, playing some rock music for the most part. <laughs> Selling t-shirts. Selling t-shirts, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to bring a message of hope to everybody. Yeah, and I noticed that. I I noticed that. We're get, I'm going to get into that a little bit about that too. So, um, you know, I was watching uh, some of your videos too. Sounds like a motorcycle's going by. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was watching some of your videos too, and it, I I just have to ask now because. Obviously, uh, on this show, it's it's such a big variety show that I do here, and I I do uh, discuss a lot of political issues with different guests. But it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of your songs do seem to be a bit politically motivated. Correct? Well, I, I don't know if they're necessarily politically motivated per se, as they are, uh, uh, you know, motivated by. Um, you know, we 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 put the people first. You know what I mean. So, yes. Uh, you know, we don't want to ever like we're never like necessarily trying to polarize anybody or any one way or another. But you know, we're definitely for uh, you know freedom of speech. And I mean, we're from Texas, so you know, I mean, we have a lot of those those uh, same uh, values. Um, you know that we've that we've grown up with, and uh, but I think our message really is you know for the most part. They're ones that can be interpreted from from both sides. They're really for whoever needs to hear the message. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's us against them, and and uh, we got to stick together as as a human race. <laughs> yeah, I for sure. Couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes. So so the song uh, we just heard is a brand new single, "Hope in This World." Talk a little bit about that and the background and the motivation behind it. Well, um, Derek, you want to touch on that a little bit? You want me- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, basically this came, you know, born through the pandemic, really. Us not really knowing what we were going to do moving forward. You know, everything was closing down. Everybody was scared to walk outside. You know, you couldn't breathe. You couldn't do anything. And, uh you know, we just got to a point where we're like, you know what? We can't live our lives this way. You know, we, we were just like everybody else was looking for some hope. We wanted to get back on the road and tell our stories and hang out with people again in the room and, you know, share those moments again. So that song is basically our cry for the whole world to find hope in this world. And it's all pulled together and live our lives again. You know, I, I want to make a statement too. You know, because uh, there's there's some things out there that, uh, especially in Texas, that your governor Greg Abbott, you know, he's done some things that uh, I don't so much approve of, 
And but then again, at the same time, you know, it's it's like uh, he he was. It's like he was one of the first ones in the nation that said, it's time to end this bullshit and live our lives again. And, you know, no, I mean, yeah, you want to wear your mask? That's fine. You want to get vaccinated? That's fine. But it's time to start living again. And he was one of the first ones to kind of put that message out there, I felt, even though he's doing things that I don't approve of, like I said, but uh, the other things that he's doing. Well, he was right on that one for sure. Yeah. yeah. He, he was definitely right on that one. I mean, you know, I... I have a different opinion on him uh, as well. Sometimes just because, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a part owner in a, in a music venue here in Fort Worth. And, you know, when they were shutting everybody down, they shut down the music venues and there was no compensation for any of us, you know, for any, we were told we couldn't, couldn't be open, but and we couldn't uh, go make money, couldn't go make money, but a restaurant that serves alcohol could stay open just because they had food. And, you know, uh, so there's a, he, you know, uh, without getting too too in deep into that, you know what I mean. Like the Texas politics are definitely going to be interesting uh, this coming up uh, election. Um, yeah, you know, I know for sure. Yeah, uh, the big ticket thing here that we're trying to push for, you know, for legal weed, which I'm all for legal weed, but I'm not. I don't want to have recreational or legal weed in Texas and have to give up uh, civil liberty, freedoms, and rights. And so I'm not going to do that on the backs of uh, the back of a, uh, you know. Uh, the state potentially flipping, which I don't think it ever will. You know, it's interesting you, you bring that up too, because I talked to somebody, as as you know, Idaho is a very red state, as as Texas is as well. Yeah. Um, sure. But uh, the, you know, uh, the way it is with the uh, the the LDS uh, rel- religious people pushing the way things are here. I mean, in Idaho, a, a medical marijuana isn't even allowed here, which I am definitely for the legalization of, of uh, recreational use. But if it means that uh, we have some communists come in and say weed's going to be legal, but uh, you're going to be giving up your guns, you're going to, it's like, uh, no. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's We're not, not going to stand for that for sure. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, we're all for, you know, the, the weed needs to be, they need to be, you know, legal everywhere and decriminalized. And people who, you know, who are in prison for, you know, silly little weed crimes need to be out of prison for that. And, and you know, focus on re- people doing real crimes out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but if, you, if you, I, I went to Oregon, I went to Colorado, and I, I seen that they've made so much money. I mean, that's what pulled them out of this last recession 10 years ago was, uh, you know, a lot of it was legalizing weed. And so it could be a great economic investment if it's, especially if it's done right. And I, what's the harm, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Texas is, uh, you know, when it happens, you know, Texas is going to dominate that industry. Um, just because we have so many, uh, we have the land and the resources that a lot of other States don't have. Uh, it, it does. It is frustrating to, uh, as an artist, uh, you know, I see a lot of artists out there that are, you know, capitalizing on on brands and different things in the uh, the recreational and, and uh, medical uh, cannabis industry, and it's it's frustrated um, to see other states get the jump on us, if, as you will, you know, from a business standpoint. Um, but I think when it happens, it you know, it's <laughs> yes. gonna. People are going to have to pay attention to Texas at that point for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. 
And uh, talking about the music scene in Texas, of course, a few weeks ago, I had Shane Smith from Shane Smith and the Saints on. You know, I've had I've had a lot of good country artists here on this show from Texas. I've had a lot of good rock artists here. Uh, Texas, obviously, I miss the I miss the melting pot of the Midwest, uh, but Texas seems to have just the, one of the best uh, music scenes in the country. It seems like, and it doesn't matter what genre it is. Yeah, they've always had that. You know, spinning from the blues way back in the day. You know, they've uh, Texas has always put out some great metal bands. You know, you got the Panteras out there. I mean, there's so many, and you know, the state being so big, there's a lot of bands hidden out there that don't even get the light of day that are great. For sure. I think that Texas also, being the size as it is, um, gives us the opportunity for a wide, uh, diverse array of, of uh, musical cultures, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, you can live uh, so many different lives in one state from tip to top. You know, you could be a rancher, you could be an organ. So, you know, the, I think the amount of stories that we have as, as artists and musicians are just, it's just such a wide variety, like, you know, from Texas country to metal, to rock, to Tejano. I mean, it goes all over the place. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially if you want to mix it up too, like, uh, like Shane Smith and the Saints is a good example too, is where they're not exactly country. They're not exactly heavy rock and roll. They're more along the lines of Americana and really mix it up and they're appreciated by all so you know yeah yeah i mean you know uh i think that um again that just comes down to, to good songwriting that if you have you know you write good songs they're going to transcend all all genres no matter what <laughs> absolutely and uh i'll tell you what you're right about how te how texas is so spread out such a such a big state now i'll I tell you i have I have traveled across country in a car, in a Greyhound bus, whatever. I've, I've done it a few times. And the, lo the longest stretch seemed to be from Texarkana to El Paso. Didn't seem, it seemed endless for, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's like you're traveling half, halfway across the country going from Texarkana to El Paso. That, that's a... Uh, that's like kitty cat corner almost. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a long stretch. I'll tell you what, just, I was wondering when it was going to end. <laughs> yeah. I could drive all day and we, not leave the country. The state. We've done, we've done that drive. Derek and I do most all the driving for the band. And so we, we've, we've been everywhere, man. We've seen every mile of freaking pavement and every bush and tree that you can see. Probably every oil rig that's out in the middle of nowhere. I saw quite a few of those. Oh, yeah. Midland Odessa area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we you go. We get a photo shoot out in the middle of the Monaghan sand dunes. Uh, and we had to like wear a gas mask up to a certain point. And then we did the photo shoot. It was like we had like 20 minutes. And then we had to get back out of there because the air quality was so bad. It's like a, it's like a ghost town um, out there in Midland Odessa at like in the seventies, they had a problem and they just, everybody's got to leave and just, everybody just left and there's stuff still everywhere. It's weird. You can smell it in the air too. Very, very crazy. Yes, indeed. Spooky. <laughs> now, um, you, you mentioned earlier, a uh, little, a little while ago, you were talking about, uh, how, um, your song, 
was was a little bit uh, relating to COVID. But let me ask you this. I, I know that 2020 absolutely sucked. 2021, se- for some, seemed a little bit better. But still, that year sucked. Now we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, it seems like. But for you guys, when the pandemic hit, um, what are the positives you think you can take out of that time frame? Well, I mean, I'll, you know, for, for, for myself, just having that um, for the first time in um, 10, 15 plus years of, of my life, of our lives, really, we were forced into a kind of a, a sobriety, if you will, from the drug of performing, you know, um, normally you come off the road and you get a little depressed and, uh, then, you know, but you got to be looking forward to going back out on the road again. Like, you know, you're getting your fix, if you will. And for the first time in our life, we were told, no, you know, we, we couldn't. And, um, that, that forced us to do a lot of, uh, you know, reevaluating in our lives. And, um, you know, uh, I, I thought we were done. I thought we were going to be, this was over with. And we were, I was just going to go make music and produce music in my studio here in, in, in Texas and, and write for other people and do that whole thing. And, um, you know, uh, I, I kind of found a, you know, a renewed passion for, for that, for sure. Uh, Derek did the most amazing thing of all. He started a knife company. Yeah, man, we started making custom knives and, uh, <laughs> You know, started out as just, hey, let's go make a knife with my buddy who had uh, watched a couple episodes of Forged in Fire, which is this hit TV show. Oh, you know, yeah. Where they're pounding on steel and making knives. And uh, we had just gotten off that big, long tour, and he had posted a knife he made. And, you know, we have known each other since, like, eighth grade. So, man, I'm like, I'm going to come over and make a knife. Made a knife. I posted it and showed our, our fan base. And all of a sudden, everybody's buying knives from us. So now we're a knife company. <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny how uh, how even with the pandemic hitting and all that, like uh, little uh, businesses like yours where you're making stuff, uh, just, uh, you know, business just comes out of nowhere. Like uh, my uncle who's uh, into leatherworking and and uh, he makes saddles and... Uh, oh, wow. And, yeah, that's hard work there. Yeah, I'm... Um, and I, I suggested to him, I think you need a website to help you along with your business. He's like, no, I'm so far behind with all, all these people who want stuff. I, I, I don't think I can keep up if I got a website. Yeah, that's kind of our problem right now. We have a website, but we're having an issue keeping up because <laughs> yeah. everybody sees it. And it's like, oh, I want one. And all of a sudden you got orders for 10 and 12 things at yeah. once. And it also got us, it also got us thinking that we wanted to, uh, uh, to do a, a Messer Fest, if you will, because Messer, you know, it means knife in German. And we thought it would be uh, really cool to bring um, knife makers and just makers in general uh, together to, um, you know, and, and around music. Because when you're banging on steel in your garage and you're pounding out a knife, you're not, you're not listening. You're listening to rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not All these to, people are rock and roll fans. So, it's a no-brainer, you know. It's definitely merging two worlds. <laughs> yes, indeed. You got you guys have a Bowie knife there that you made as well. We do. Yeah, we make Bowies and sell them all the time. We actually made a Bowie for uh, for uh, the great Johnny Van Zant. Oh, Leonard's wow! Gennard. And the wood that they wanted us to use for the handle, they uh, got from a dock where Ronnie Van Zant would sit and write songs and fish. So they got some of that wood from that pier 
And we turned it into a handle for him and put it on a knife and uh, got to present that to him. Well, that, I just had to ask because that's obviously out of knives. That's my favorite one. I, I don't know oh, why. Oh, nice, man. I don't know why. It just is. I like the Bowie knife. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a classic. So what's that? What was that big chopper that you made that looked like uh, something that Jason would carry around, Derek? What was that one? Oh yeah, we make the Serbian Serbian chef knives. Oh. Those became real popular off Instagram. Guy will be sitting out there in the forest by himself, cooking on a stump, and that particular knife style was real popular on all those yeah. videos. So we make a lot of those. Yeah, I didn't want. I gotta admit, I didn't watch uh, Forged in Fire very much, but I watched that uh, spinoff with Goldberg, Knife or Death, and I I love that. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, Good those, stuff. those guys who uh, make uh, their custom uh, weapons out of Lee Springs that that was all very yeah yeah we do that me. same thing man we we have a whole pile of Lee Springs just waiting to make some knives and choppers out of. So make sure you come to a Messer show and pick up a custom Messer slash two-headed dog knife. Oh, oh, you know we're going to have those in Idaho at Hedgepass yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. We'll have a bunch of them for sale up there. You know, I got something to say on that note, too, because in 2020, I, I remember uh, they were still planning for Edgefest, and then weeks go by, and then it unfortunately gets canceled. I think, though, had it been in Idaho instead of – Across state lines in Nevada, I think it, it, it still could have happened because, um, you know, just weeks prior, there's the Highway 30 Music Fest, which I did attend. It was three days in 2020 of all years, and um, they had social distancing kind of uh, set up as a, as a golden rule, had hand sanitizers everywhere. But I remember when Chris Jansen hit the stage, nobody was social distancing and... Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, I mean, we were on that, on that bill too. And I think it just, uh, uh, I, I think it was really more the artists all choosing to take a step back because you remember early on, you know, if you took a different stance than everybody else, well, all of a sudden you're a murderer, you're killing yeah, you're, people. You're a murderer. You know exactly. I mean? so, yeah. You know, we use the term now, you don't want to get trapped. Uh, and I'm using yeah. air quotes. Uh, yeah. but you know, we know what happened with Chris Brown and all he did was, you know, come out and was like, speak against it early first. He was the first yeah. one, you know? Well, guess and how he many, got, he went real deep that other rabbit holes. But. <laughs> guess how many confirmed cases of COVID came from uh, highway 30 music fest. How many? Zero. I knew it. <laughs> and I ended yeah. up, I think that's true. A lot of places, man. I ended I up, I think they were, you know, yeah counting other sicknesses as well as COVID. So, but who knows, you know, I ended up catching COVID like four months later and I, I got through it just fine. I know other people haven't fared as well. I understand that, but I got through it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, aside from, uh, from edge fest, uh, coming up, what else do you guys have, uh, have planned out or what, what's on your agenda? Well, you know, touring's not going to, you know, be what it used to be for a while just because a lot of the uh, smaller uh, venues didn't survive the pandemic and, and you know, touring just kind of has gotten kind of kind of crazy. But um, we're going to be playing the uh, Steel Horse Rally in Fort Smith, Arkansas. 
Uh, we're going to be up there to, doing some stuff at Sturgis, I believe, again, for sure. Um, hey, we're going to go up to Little Falls, Minnesota, and play with uh, some shows with Saving Able. And uh, going to be out doing some stuff in West Virginia this summer. You know, uh, we're going back to Florida. So we have a lot of good anchor dates, and we're trying to, you know, we're put it all together as we uh, as we speak. But, um, you know, we're going to keep going. Um, we're going to go anywhere they'll have us, you know. We're going to be there. Yes. We're coming, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You say Sturgis. I, that, South Dakota, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're sure. full throttle. Oh, right, right on. Yeah. I was I was just uh, not too long ago. I was just up in that area. Deadwood, to be precise. I, I had a great time. It's a, it's a nice area. Oh, it's beautiful up there. Yeah. Yeah. And quite historic. It, it's great. We just passed the, that area not long ago. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. And, and see, considering my wife likes, uh, she's, she's a bit into the par- paranoia, par- paranormal, I guess that's the proper word. Yeah, paranormal. Sure. She, she, likes to, she likes to go to places where maybe she can feel the presence of a ghost or something. And I don't, I don't feel anything like that. It's never affected me, but she sure does. Sure felt something in that town, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always look out for stuff like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good place to do it considering the history of that area. <laughs> sure, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what about um, as far as uh, places, uh, obviously Boise's going to be having uh, venues opening up back up here soon. I know because since my my cousin he too is a musician and uh he's getting back into the swing of things too uh you're going to be going uh any other places in idaho or is that uh just something you're kind of targeting yeah i I think we're going to try to string together some shows up in boise uh and then um uh what's that town just uh i can't think of it off the top of my head that's like uh, uh south and west of twin falls um Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, Neil was always telling us about getting out that way. Yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Jackpot's kind of a dinky little speck on the map, but and people, a lot of people never even heard of it. I worked there for three years. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll get going, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think people are excited. I hear there's going to be some... Uh, uh, some really good bands on there besides us. Uh, I, you know, I, thought, I think the headliner is going to be really good. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Well, um, hopefully, uh, you know, I could, I can, uh, string together some interviews out there. I'm going to, I'm going to push for that for sure. Because I mean, I did that at highway 30 and, uh, you know, I'll push for it there at edge fest too. Nice man. Yeah, for sure. Let's hang. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely, if, even if I don't get an in-person interview, I mean, we'll have to meet, shake hands, maybe have a shot of whiskey. Hey, there you go. We'll put Kenny and John, man. We'll put them on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, hit us up around around the show time with our uh, uh, our PR manager, and let's, let's do a, maybe we'll do like a on-the-bus uh, interview or something. 
Yeah, we'll do oh. a call in or come. You come see us or whatever. Oh hell, I'll I'll bring my equipment with me if 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 that's the case, and uh, yeah, that'll be face to face. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, and I'm I'm glad to see that uh, things are finally that light at the end of the tunnel. We're finally seeing it, and I just don't foresee them uh, canceling Edge Fest this year. I'm no, we're, we're taking our lives back. I think. Yeah, yeah, you know, and their schools are starting to let up. Governors are starting to yeah lift the mask mandate, so there's really no reason not to have live music again. Oh no, you know what, dude? I mean, this is this has just changed some some people's and uh, the way they look at things, especially the younger generation. I had somebody t- tell me that they were going going to attend a concert, and I'm like, cool. And then they were telling me they were watching it live on YouTube, and I'm like, "That's not attending a concert." No, that's not that's not the new normal. <laughs> it's like you you have no idea idea the energy you get from going to a live show and really seeing something in person. I mean, you see something on TV. I mean, it's anybody can do that. They sit, watch it on TV or watch it on the internet, but uh, the feeling of a live concert is there. There's nothing like it. Nothing compares. No. Yeah. I mean, we're fans, you know, we're fans first and foremost, you know, so we still get those same feels when we go see a good band play as well. So we understand both sides and we feed off of you guys, you know, we feed off that energy of the crowd. So for us, being in a doesn't portray what we really are. Exactly. Exactly. And I should although, we had a great, although we had a great rehearsal today, <laughs> it moved me. Yeah, we did. We crushed that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. That uh, that does remind me, though. I did mean to ask you: is uh, who would you say uh, your main influences are? Oh, man, they're so all over the place. Really, we're all in the different kinds of music. Really, it's kind of a, it's very odd because we, you know, we all uh, love stuff from the '90s, but you know, um, I, I just think we all pull from different things. Really. Yeah, that's that's the impression I get when I listen to you guys is because for some people, you know, I can tell uh, what their influences may be, especially like uh, Texas Hippie Coalition has this huge influence from both Pantera and Leonard Skinner. And it was really of tough. Course. It was really tough to pinpoint uh, where where you guys get your influence, to be honest with you. Well, and we well like I, I appreciate that. I mean, we like to think that we, we sound like Messer, you know, and um, we kind of kind of worked really hard to to sound design uh, something new. But uh, I will say, like, Derek's right. Like, you know, our, our, our songs are really rooted in the, the 90s. You know, that we're at the, the height of the active rock uh, genre, if you will. But we have lots of tip, tip of the hats and little, little nods to... Um, all kinds of influences in, in our songs from, from Pantera to Drowning Pool to, um, you know, uh, Eagles. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, little... We like great music. Yeah, just great yeah. music, you know? Passionate music is what we were into. Yeah, exactly. I think we're, you know, we're into songs that um, can evoke a certain feeling or emotion, and um, we're into songs that can take you away to a, a, another place um, you know, uh, when you close your eyes and listen to it. Oh, I can, yeah. I can tell, I can tell. Yeah. It's, 
and uh, uh, the the best artists, you know, don't just focus on one genre. You know, uh, the the re- you have an, have to have a true appreciation for all genres to enjoy music in general. In in order, you know, I think that's what uh, makes an artist great. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and then you know, like I said before, like uh, you know, it's, uh, the craft of songwriting is kind of really you know something that uh, we take real real serious. And um, if you write a good song, it should be able to transcend many different genres and decades. You know, and decades, generations. It should you yeah, know be classic forever. Instant classic. Yeah, classic. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> So I got one more question for you guys, and uh, this is one of my, uh, or two more questions actually, but uh, this is one of my favorite questions, and it's because of the crazy fucked up answers I can get from asking this. (laughs) Now, this doesn't matter if you were playing some dirty dive bar, some shithole out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, that holds a maximum capacity of 25 people if you're lucky or you're I think we played there <laughs> or you booked out Madison Square Garden the venue doesn't matter what is the craziest thing you think you have witnessed while performing on stage craziest thing we've witnessed um well I, I got it Derek I mean we married somebody Oh, we did. We married a couple on stage. Yeah, in that Idaho. Cool. In, in Idaho. Oh, really? Yeah. I got to hear about this. Tell, tell me more, please. Uh, it was at the 4th of July Red, White, and Blue Barbecue. Um, we had some, we, we headlined that uh, last year, and um, we uh, played right there downtown in the park in that big white pavilion thing, and we had a, a couple of fans. They reached out to us, and they they really loved our song "Lay Down Your Heart," and they wanted to know if they could do a surprise um, wedding uh, at that at that show. So everybody, the whole families were all coming to the barbecue, Fourth of July, big event, the whole thing. And then when we got to that song, we did a surprise wedding. So all her their families were all surprised, and they came out um, in their dress and on stage. And then we had uh, Doctor Nick at the time. Um, or a minister, he he uh, officiated the ceremonies, and then they had this beautiful, wonderful dance um, to our song "Lay Down Your Heart," where the whole audience uh, uh, wrapped around them, and we all just kind of, you know, put some good good juju their way. <laughs> nice. yeah, we actually met them in Jackpot. That's where they they had seen us in Jackpot before. <laughs> wow, that is that is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was one for the book for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, that was that. That's probably the most wildest. I mean, you know, uh, we we um, we play with a lot of passion, and I bet sometimes you know people react in different ways to our music. And we had a, a this big, like muscular, big bodybuilder, tough guy looking dude out in Florida, just uh, broke down in tears in one of our songs, and just had like a whole, you know. A whole moment and uh, that yeah, it crushed him. Yeah, we have it, a lot of special moments like that, and you never know, you know, who it's going to hit. But it seems like you know, there's always that one person. <laughs> yeah, hit them hard, and they just go down. He went down front row to where his 
friends who were there with him had to pick him back up. And, <laughs> and he was a big boy. He wasn't a small dude. <laughs> no, he was a body baby. He's like 300 pounds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Final question for you guys. Let's say a group of kids ages 15 to early 20s approach you and tell you that they want to start a band and get involved in the music business. What advice do you think you can give them? Run. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm always up your big, life. <laughs> I'm always a big, I'm always a big uh, advocate of, of living, living your dream and, and, and pursuing what makes you happy. And uh, I think as long as you're doing what you love, it doesn't really matter um, whether or not, you know, uh, you get paid or success in that regard. It's what, what makes you happy. You know, and at the end of the day, it's really our, our time and how we spend our time and what we do with our time. That's really the most valuable thing. Yeah. That's everything. All right. Well, like I said, that's uh, all the questions I have for you guys. Um, Hey, looking forward to edge fest. Got to meet you guys. You, you know, we got to make that happen. We'll smoke some weed about it. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And, uh, hey, I just might have to take a trip to Ontario, Oregon before that weekend, then, if you're going to go that route. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. And uh, we're going to hit a music set where I'm going to play three, three more of your songs coming up here. Uh, before I get to that, though, uh, why don't you give yourself a plug? Tell the listeners where they can find Messer. You got social media, got a website, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Everywhere, but really the best way is through our app. We have our own app. Wait a minute. You mean, you mean we have an app? Wait, hold on. Uh, How we have an app. Where can we, we are, get this app? We're like Uber or Netflix now. We have our own app. Where you can keep up incredible. with the most exclusive material, that content you will find is going to be in our app. All right. <laughs> and so you just and it's go, free. Just go to the uh, just go to the app store. Uh, whether you Google or Apple, put in Messer, download it to your smartphone. Exactly, and it's a yellow icon with our M logo on it, so sure. can't miss it. Bada boom, bada bang. Boom, uh, boom. All right, that sounds fantastic. Well, hey, it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys. I want to wish you guys the best of luck in your future endeavors, and got to look forward to uh, July because it, it's it, it's going to be so fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thank you, man. Thank you so much, and we are so stoked, and we can't wait to get up there. All you right. want uh, you want to record a couple bumpers for you or liners for you real quick uh, before we go? Oh, sure, sure, sure. We can do that. All right. What's 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 the name of your show again? We sure get it right. Outlaw Radio. Outlaw Radio. Bad Billy, right? Bad Billy with Outlaw Radio. That's me. All right. <laughs> That's go. me. All you right. don't sound so bad right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek, here we go. Hey, what's up? It's Maddox with the band Messer. And this is Derek. And you're listening to Bad Billy on Outlaw Radio. Outlaw Radio. He didn't sound so bad to me. No. He sounds like a nice guy. <laughs> I love it, guys. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much. 
Awesome. Thank you, brother. We'll see you soon, man. Absolutely. Yeah, come see us in Jackpot. Absolutely. You guys take care. All right. Bye. Oh, man, what a fun interview that was. Yes, indeed. So it's time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we got three more songs by Messer. Plus, we have Aaron Stoll and Grave Diggers in the mix. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, did you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Oh 
Yeah. Come here. What? What that? I don't know. Look like dog shit to me. Yeah, look like dog shit to me too. Mm. Pick up. What? Pick up. Oh. Feel like dog shit? Yeah, feel like dog shit. Mm. Smell. Huh? Smell. <laughs> Ugh. Smell like dog shit. <laughs> yeah, it smell like dog shit. Mm. Taste. Huh? Taste. Tastes like dog shit. Yeah, tastes like dog shit. Mm. Good thing we don't step in it. Yeah, good thing. Mm. Let's go eat. Yeah, eat.
to a revolution Past is over and the future's now Paint a picture of the world you sold us See the shadow but I feel no Like a 
psychologically having fights with the devil. Waking up with gashes, deep ripping slashes. Hearing the talk, another motherfucker burn the ashes. Scared to sleep, fearing committing a sin. Stuck my eyelid and brow with a safety pit. Feeling myself lifted, yet seeing myself still sitting. Evil has become my face. I'm slipping. Tales from the grip, seeing faces of death, had me shortness of breath, falling through the rabbit hole, that collapsed my chest, blood spilling, inside, survived like a villain, killing life, torturous as Vincent Price, trying to run, got caught, then I lost my tongue, barrels a dead corpse, beating my head like a drum, summoned to scorch a headless figure, that got in my life, I came back a grave digger, the prophet, I passed rockets, deadly concoctions, killing evil that lurk in the dirt, is the only option, 400 years in the pits we dwell, and for every drop of blood, you were burned in hell, devil.
myself so lost this time And sometimes I feel like I could break I'm chasing shadows in my mind Alone I've seen the writing on the wall Tell me if I need an end the word So blind can't find my way back I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm digging through the ashes of the plans that I made no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, 
protection and speed. Battle after battle. Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with MyPillow. Mike Lindell supports America and we support Mike, but sadly him and his company have been victimized by this cancel culture. But that's not going to stop Mike from making sure you get the best sleep possible and now is the time to take advantage of those savings. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section, click on the MyPillow banner and start your online shopping. Be sure to use the promo code OUTLAW and get up to 66% off your purchase. And if you act right now, you can get our standard My Pillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98. These pillows are made right here in the USA and are washable. So again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section, click on the My Pillow banner, and start your online shopping. But remember to use that promo code OUTLAW to take advantage of those savings. Or you can place your order by calling 1 800 652 3982. 
And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number 2, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Messer with Fight of My Life. Before that, The Grave Diggers with Burnin' Hell. Before that, Messer with Make This Life. Before that, Aaron Stoll with Judgment Day. And starting off the whole set, Messer with Lay Down Your Heart. Yes, indeed, Big shout out to the guys from Messer. Thanks so much for joining the show, and I look forward to meeting you guys at EdgeFest in Jackpot. All right, in just a little bit, you're going to hear the conversation I had with Philip D. Blackman. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Don Winslow. Yes, this guy is an author of a few books, I guess. I don't know how many he's written. But he wants to criticize Joe Rogan for using the N-word when uh, the N-word is uh, written in uh, many places in his books, so... You know what the old phrase, uh, somebody in a glass house shouldn't be throwing stones. Yes, indeed. So, with that said, it's time for Outlaw Radio World News with Philip D. Blackman. Here we go. Outlaw Radio World News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio World News, I am proud to have the one and only half-man, half-amazing Philip D. Blackman back to Outlaw Radio. What's going on, brother? Oh, Bad Billy, how you doing, my friend? It is a pleasure and an honor to be back with you. Yes, yes. And there, there's a lot of shit going on. So, yeah, we gotta... <laughs> man, I, I got my waiters on, man. Let's, let's jump into the poop puddle and see if we can come out clean. Yes, so, 
Uh, first off, touching on a uh, situation in South Africa, it, it's been nearly two years since uh, Brendan Horner was murdered, and I'm, no, brutally murdered in a farm attack. And, um, you know, there's there have there has been support for Brendan, and we're talking uh, from uh, both black and white people who have uh, who have who have stepped forward because I mean his his murder really uh, brought some waves across South Africa. Unlike most of the time, this doesn't even get any attention from the lamestream media or or any other source, of course. And uh, but uh, right now we have the EFF defending themselves. The EFF Economic Freedom Fighters, you know, the branch of the African National Congress (ANC) led by Julius Malema. Uh, basically, they kind of feel like uh, they're in the fight of their lives because we're not allowed to sing our struggle song as Afroforum who has uh, done a, a pretty good job of uh, bringing attention to the, these tragic murders and the situation in South Africa to, to the attention of the world, or they've helped do it, of course. Um, so they've got, they're filing a, a lawsuit. Now, I'm not too, obviously, you know, different, different countries, different ways, different rules, of course. They're singing, the, the members of the EFF are singing that song, shoot, shoot the boar, kill the farmer, or whatever mm. it is, you know, and, and basically praising the murders. And, uh, you know, I, whereas I am a, I am a, a proprietor of uh, freedom of speech, always have been, always will be, but, uh. Sometimes I I don't know I do feel that there has to be a line drawn like I I you know you you got Whoopi Goldberg who I feel yeah. is uh, rightfully suspended from the view we talked about that last week and uh, you know just basically praising the, praising the murder of someone and and uh, you know there yeah so Afroform is filing a lawsuit. Uh, Nothing is concluded yet. The case will continue as of Monday. Um, overall, based on what I said, Philip, what do you think? You know, all right. So, I, I, let me hit the EFF one uh, with uh, with Brandon Horner. All right. So that, that I mean, this is what? How old was he? He was like a twenty-one-year-old kid, wasn't he? Yes, he was. You know, and <clears throat> so the good news is they the the sub. You know, they've been they, the guys have been captured, but. What what's what's alarming to me is is that, that you know I mean because so far to the best of my uh, to the best of my readings so the uh, the Freedom Frontline uh, Democratic Alliance and Afro Forum they've uh, they've all called they've all condemned them they've all called it acts of terrorism but yet you got the EFF on the other side who really just kind of, kind of um, you know they're the ones who are trying to fight to get the to get bail for for his killers right yes they are. Yeah. All right, so the so the issue that I'm trying to figure is, you know, and it's, it's I feel like it's kind of the same as we're looking at here in the United States, uh, in these racial uh, racial tropes. I mean, we got to the we we have to be able to call them out, and and even the uh, the 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 EFF is disgusting of creatures they are. They need to be called out as well because they are a terrorist organization. Um, just just I mean just just if you watch their. Uh, if you listen to their propaganda and you, and you watch their reactions, especially to cases like this right here, I mean, you know exactly they're kind of 
they're kind of promoting uh, the, the genocide, and yet no one's talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even the Democratic Alliance, as you mentioned to them before, they've been described as ANC light, but, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of the lessest of all the evils there. And then, you know, I mean, but nobody's perfect. And, uh, you know, the Freedom Front Plus has definitely got to be the more the most conservative party within uh, the Republic right. of South Africa. But yeah, I, I think even the uh, Encarta Freedom Party, which is uh, the the Zulu Party, and they're they're very conservative too, and anti-communist, uh, they've they've condemned these actions as well. Well, you know the the issue that, as I understand it, what's going on in South Africa, and by all means, I am not a uh, South, I'm not a guru of what everything that's going on in South Africa. But from what I've from the conversations that we've had about it, I mean, the farmers, you know, like like in this case with Brandon Horner. Uh, and, and other farmers alike, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they have, uh, I feel like they have an actual uh, leg to stand on when they're accusing authorities of not doing their jobs to protect them against this type of violent crime. I and mean, they, they know tar- uh, farmers are targeted, but yet they're not doing anything to prevent, you know, in cases like this. I mean, now they're doing it as a knee jerk reaction, but, but the, uh, but I don't feel like that it's, that the, um, that the move is true, that it, that it's for the right reasons. It's more of a, I think it's more of a knee jerk. And then you, of course, you've got uh, South African uh, head of police, uh, the SAPS uh, SAPS. They call them South African Police Service, or can't remember the what the uh, exact ac- acronym stands for. Uh, but uh, yeah, in Becky Seeley, he's the head of it. And number one, he looks like kind of like Joe Biden. He looks like he's too old for the job. Casket ready. <laughs> yeah. And number two, he he called the farm murders just normal crime. Um, well, yeah, I think mur- that's selective. That's selective. I mean, because it's denial. I mean, true. I mean, if you you know here in the United States, I mean, it, it almost seems like the EFF kind of has a lot of the same similarities of our current Democratic Party here in the United States. You know, they feel like that if they deny that something's even happening, then you know, then, then it becomes a conspiracy. But what we've learned is a conspiracy from the difference between conspiracy and truth is about nine months. And, you know, so the EFF, they're going out there, oh, no, this is what, <laughs> like almost like Bill Clinton, you know, I am not here. You know, I mean, he has, yes. they have the ability to convince people that they are not there. And, and it, I, I don't understand why. I, I, I truly think that, that, I mean, it's toxic and it should be held, all of them should be held accountable and there, there should be a removal. I mean, because the EFF has consistently uh, appreciated how America is really overlooking the whole uh, apartheid issue, the whole apartheid prosperity, you know. Um, yeah. And they're, they're actually countermarching against, against these farmers and, you know, against these other people who are just trying to make a living. See, and, and getting to the point, too, where I said normal crime, I mean, shoplifting, that's a normal crime. Murder yeah. of any sort, I don't care if you put someone away, uh, say say uh, you, you went to somebody's house and slipped a cyanide pill in their coffee, or, or if uh, you eviscerated them, that's neither one of them, that's not a normal crime. Well, but again, are we are we looking because I mean here's the thing, right? Because murder is pretty rampant in South Africa, right? Yeah. I mean, lots of people are dying. So 
what, I think normalcy really, if we're being if, if we got if we're being wise about it, we got to understand that normalcy is a, a, a double faceted thing, right? So what's normal here in the United States definitely isn't going to be normal in a place like South Africa. So the issue is is if these murders and these killings that are happening out in South Africa are happening on such a frequency, doesn't it become normal at that point? I mean, no, not even to people who have lived there for years, and especially for those that are involved. Um, you know, they the Sangoma witch doctors, where uh, cannibalism is has been a ritual for centuries, and they don't still aren't going to accept that as the norm. Well, so then it just sounds to me like it's more propaganda pushing. Yeah, um, I think they're I think they're taking a couple of pages out of our playbook, and and it seems like they're playing it very well. Yes, yes. But but, but, but on Whoopi though, uh, I want before I forget, you brought about Whoopi Goldberg, and you know I guess you had a show. So you believe that that you know she was justifiably uh, suspended. Yeah, Is that, did I understand that correctly? Yeah, I do because um, because of what what she said. The Holocaust isn't about race yet. Hitler said the Jews are an inferior what of people? Oh, yeah. He said they're inferior race, inferior race people. But remember, this is yeah. Whoopi Goldberg identifies as a Jew. Did you know that? I wouldn't be surprised. She got she got the last name of a, of no, a Jewish but, person. No, her, her last name is Johnson. Um, her, her, her name, believe it or not, is Karen. Yeah. Oh, uh, Karen I, Johnson. And, and what, a, what, a, what an appropriate name for someone like that. You know... Yeah. I got to tell you, man, um, this is where you and I rarely, uh, we rarely disagree, but, you know, I mean, as, as a soldier, I, I believe in the right to free speech, um, but yeah. also also understand there's a right to, you know, you, you have a right to free speech, but not a right to be free of consequence. Now, she's paying the consequence for what she said, but at the same time, I mean, free speech is about giving, about people saying whatever they're going to say, whether we like it or not. We, you know, that is that is the freedom yeah. of speech. Um I don't think what she said, I think it was stupid. Yes, I, I do agree, agree that it was stupid, but um, do I necessarily think, now, mind you, she, she, she identifies as a Jew, but doesn't go to any churches and doesn't do any of the Jew stuff, um, but she identifies as a Jew. Um, but I, I, think, I think her comment was very stupid. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think by, by, by someone like me, uh, I consider myself a center-right. I, I feel like that if I celebrate Whoopi Goldberg getting fired or getting uh, suspended, then I'm no better than the leftists who are busy canceling people. They're trying to cancel Joe Rogan for using his, his yeah. platform of free speech. So, I mean, what Joe said people didn't agree with, and, but that's his free speech. And I think with Whoopi, I think it's the same thing. Um, and, and again, I, I'm not a I'm not a Whoopi Goldberg fan, but I, I do have to put aside emotion and look at what the mm -hmm. facts are. And you know, I don't know. I, I, opinion? No, I don't think she should have been suspended. I just think what she said very stupid. But you, you brought her name up, brother, and I just mm -hmm. I had to hit that because I, I know I am alone in the conservative view on that. Uh, no, no, you're perfectly fine in saying so. Um, you know, but I I stated last week too that that's not the first time Whoopi Goldberg has said something really, really stupid based on a sensitive topic. Back oh, man, it was, it was just a month ago, uh, Billy, that, that she went out and made the statement. Now, if she was going to be suspended then, and you want to talk about hate, she'd have said, she said that white people are the ones responsible for racism, and it's our job and our job only to get rid of it. Well, you know, that, that seems more of a racist trope that she probably should have got flicked in the nipples on. But, 
but she didn't. They let her get away with that. But yet they're going to they're going to bomb her on this because it's a a Jew statement. I mean, yeah. Look, the, the the view they don't. I mean, they have double standards a lot, but it's usually for what they agree with. And of course, there's a lot of people coming out and agreeing with with all of the ladies of the view, and especially what Whoopi said. But I mean, she Whoopi Goldberg has a history of being racist. There were a thousand other ways that she should have been suspended, but for something like this, I don't know, man. I just have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Well, um, what I had deleted, alluded to uh, last week too was there was a stand-up performance back in 1988 where, first off, she, I mean, if you thought that uh, Roseanne Barr at the baseball diamond uh, butchering the national anthem was bad. Mm. I remember that. Uh, uh, no, Whoopi Goldberg sang the national anthem, uh, screeching it off key like like Roseanne did, plus adding F-bombs as ev- every other word. And then, uh, of course, uh, she, Andrew Dice Clay, as controversial as he always loved to be, never made jokes about AIDS because he said AIDS is one thing that's not funny. But Whoopi Goldberg was, was not afraid to cross that line. And, of course making fun of Rock Hudson, making Ronald Reagan look like a homosexual. And yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> well, I, you know, in, in the context of comedy, um, I, I think that's where we've lost our way. I mean, think back to the greats, you know, Red Fox, uh, Eddie Murphy, um, Richard Pryor, um, Andrew Dice Clay, uh, Sam Kennison. I mean, these, these are voices that really just shook the airwaves. Lisa Lampanelli right now, she's the one, right? Or, or she, She's been the one for a while, but to, uh, of saying some very inappropriate stuff, the shock value, you know, that's what makes it so funny. I don't think mm-hmm. with comedy, there should be any boundaries. And I, and I think that now that we put boundaries on things, now we've just given mm-hmm. everybody a reason to be mad. Yes. And I think a lot of the criticism that, that's coming from the left over, you know, with like Whoopi. So um, who, who's that jackass that uh, was on the the, uh, the man show? He's got his own nighttime show now. I can't remember. Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, yeah. Right. He, he wants to lecture you know, Donald Trump about sexism, yet he hosted a show called The Man Show. Howard Stern is lecturing Joe Rogan, and Howard Stern is guilty on multiple times of blackface and saying all kinds of nasty stuff, but I've grown since then. Yeah, I mean, we, if we're going to give a pass, let's give a pass equally. Um, for me, it's, it's ridiculous, brother. Yeah, or either that or since they love digging up the past so much, like they, like they persecute one man who said the N-word back when he was nine years old and he's in his fifties now. Yep. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, the whole, it's all lunacy. I I really believe it is. And uh, definitely got to move on because the clock is ticking like it always does on us. Let's move on. Yeah. Canada. You know, I I love it. Been there, you know, and when I was there, I, I I knew the laws were a little bit different, but for the most part, just like us, a, a democracy with free speech, you know, uh, just like uh, things that were different. Uh, possession of weed was a is a strict felony there, or I think mm-hmm. they're trying to change some things, of course. But uh, back when it was illegal everywhere, it was a serious felony just to have a tiny bit. I mean, you have a you have a couple yeah. stems and a seed, and you're going to be you're going to be doing some time, right? You know that, but that was Canada. Um, you know, now they got uh, Fidel Justin Trudeau Castro, <laughs> who yeah, I mean, he, hey, he is a slime ball. 
Yeah. I mean, he I mean, he basically he looks like Castro a little bit. Oh yeah. He, and he's definitely trying to act like him and sorry, I mean, uh, at least uh, Fidel Castro had a bit more charisma to him back in the day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, so man, so what do you what you know, so what's your take on this, man? Do you, you know I mean I man, I've I've been I'm pretty versed on it. Uh, I was gonna do my show on it tonight, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna wait until uh, Wednesday, you know, I want to let the battlefield develop a little bit more. But I mean, these truckers are doing the right thing. They're doing what we should have been doing all along. Fighting fighting that good fight. Well, the thing is is that uh you know, uh two countries that have pretty much turned full totalitarian Yes. Are Canada and Australia? Australia is starting to see the beginnings of their pushback because they're going to get tired of this shit. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. And Canada, who's been a democracy for the longest time, and all of a sudden turns communist overnight. Uh, no, they're not going to take this shit, and they're going to do something about it. Absolutely. You know, so Justin Trudeau, where he made the mistake. Um, and, and, you know, Canada, it, you know, God bless them. I mean, they, I, 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 I've not met a Canadian that I didn't like, um, meaning I, I've met. Now, Justin Trudeau, I've never met him, but I'd like to make a fist with his neck in it. Um, you know, Justin Trudeau. So, I mean, the, the, the country of Canada themselves, like I think the, the, the poll that I read, Billy, was like 80% of them agree with uh, mandatory vaccinations for people coming into their country, right? So, and what's what's alarming is that they're they're even agreeing with it with their own countrymen. And Justin Trudeau, he stepped out there and he made a um, he so so as of right now, about ninety percent of Canadian uh, truck drivers have been vaccinated. So when this uh, when this mandate started to come through around the fifteenth is when it was supposed to start. That and the idea was that anybody who was unvaccinated or partially vaccinated. They were uh, if they were to come into Canada, they had to be uh, they had to be quarantined. And these and and Trudeau made the mistake, and he said, "Man, it's just a small fraction of people who are truck drivers. This is not going to be a big deal." I think it's turned into a big deal. Well, it's turned into a huge deal. I mean, they basically taken trucks. You know, I mean, you ever seen that movie, the original Dawn of the Dead, and how they what did they use to seal off the shopping mall? So the zombies yeah. couldn't get in. They used trucks. Oh, well, they're they're using right. they're using big rigs on the borders right now. Well, you know, so I mean, for for you, you know, and what I think the big misconception that a lot of people are looking at with this that uh, they're calling it the freedom convoy. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is just about removing the mandates, and and it's a lot bigger than that. Uh, you know, i.e., the mandates of going into Canada or coming out, because the United States has the same policy. Any no foreign national will come in unless you're Mexican, uh, who's who's uh, <laughs> who's not fully vaccinated. I'm not being ugly, but hey, just look at our southern border and how much we're letting them come in. We don't give a shit. I think it's just specific for this. But um, I read a quote from one of their truck drivers. Uh, his name was Matt McKenzie. And he said, quote, specifically, it's about removing the mandates. A lot, of people has to, a lot of people think it has to do with the trucker mandates in terms of border crossings. But in fact, it's about restoring the freedoms to all Canadians. It's the freedom of choice. So no longer with restrictions and masks, leave it up to the people. Most of us are vaccinated. It's not an issue of vaccination. So I think that, that now that their voice is starting to get out there because the mainstream media is doing their damnedest to, they're, they're actually calling them insurrectionists. 
Well, I mean, it, first off, I, I, I totally disagree with the, uh, with the vaccinations myself, whether they're co- coming in or going out, because uh, it's, it's really no different. Uh, they're no, those people are no sicker or no better than we are. So, right. so why, you know, I mean, unless there, there's a serious Ebola going, infection going on or somewhere in a, all, um, you know, I mean, the, I bring, take it back to the way it was, uh, check your passport at the checkpoint, you know, make sure that they're not on the run from the law and all that shit. Let them in or out. Yeah, and to come to, 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 you don't have to pay anything. I don't know if you know this, but you don't have to pay anything to go into Canada, but you got to pay to come into the United States. No, I didn't, that I didn't know. I just know yeah. if, when I went, when I went to Canada, it was actually, uh, it was easier going into Canada than coming back into the United States because mm-hmm. I was, I was uh, actually spending Christmas in Connecticut with a relative and uh, we went up into uh, Montreal. We took the train from uh, West Hartford, Connecticut into Montreal and uh, got to the, got to the border, got to the checkpoint and uh, the Canadian officials just asked what my um, purposes of uh, going into Canada were, are, and I was just uh, it was it was for pleasure. Coming back into the United States, um, they didn't require passports back then, but uh, you know I'm here. I am originally from Idaho, and I've got an Idaho state ID, and so they're making sure that uh, they're not used to seeing an Idaho state ID in, in that part of the country over. Right. I think we were crossing into Vermont, I think it was. And uh oh man, they it was it was like I was being interrogated just to go back home. Right. Yeah, they're they're talking about um which is weird. Um I, I maybe the pictures exist, but the, the news media is talking about how they're seeing Confederate flags in Canada. Um I haven't sure. heard. <laughs> yeah, they're Oh, I'll send you the link. Uh, it's 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 actually a quite a remarkable spread, uh, talking about how they're seeing uh, uh, Confederate flags. They're seeing they're they're even hearing uh, seeing a couple of Trump flags, and 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 in the news report, mind you, the, the trucks are just sitting back there, no flags anywhere. But we got to take these reporters' words that these are right wing extremists who were uh, who were just throwing a fit, right? That it's you know that it's about the vaccines and the mandates and, and truly these truck drivers uh, may, you know, now we're up to 30. I think the, the last estimate I saw was um, the Washington post. I think they put the number uh, at like eight, uh, 8,000 trucks, but during the first week they got up to 36,000 trucks and now they're being uh, moved around. But it, to, to me, it's, it's what's, what's alarming about this is these are people, these are blue collar workers, Canadians, who are fighting for, they are doing their part to fight for the vaccine mandates, these, these, these things to be lifted. They're doing their patriotic duty. And I applaud this shit out of them. I just wish we had more Americans doing it. We need more Americans doing it. And maybe these, uh, you know, these people in Canada can set the proper example. Because I, I know, oh, yeah. I mean, 20 years ago, I mean, we, we would have been, we w- would have been so quick to uprise. 
Well, so I don't know if you've if you've seen this or not, but they've uh, the United there's a there's a several truckers here in the United States. Um, you know, according to uh, some Facebook posts on the 26th, uh, so the U.S. truckers they're they're probably they're setting up a protest starting around this weekend in L.A. around the Super Bowl. The idea, and this this come from the Department of Homeland Security, that these truck drivers who are going to try to <laughs> they're going to try to circle the uh, the 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 stadium in L.A. Uh, to disrupt the Super Bowl, and so they're, they're already spinning up their their uh, their DHS, their their little their little so called militia uh, to to try to keep these tr- to try to keep these American truckers in check. And they apparently these countries have no idea how to deal with truck drivers because they're not just a bunch of pushover guys and girls. You know, getting back to what we were just talking about a little while ago too, Philip. Uh, I I just remembered something is. Uh, I called uh, one of the telephone chat lines, oh, probably a, a couple months ago. And I, was, I was speaking my mind that I am, I am, I said I'm unvaccinated and unpoisoned. And people like, uh, one guy I've talked to for years, he, he's like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you, blah, 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 blah. And then somebody, somebody else said, well, bad Billy, you, you want to fight the system? I mean, that's up to you. I mean, they're going to get you in the end. I mean, no. it, it's just better to comply, so that way at least you're you're going to get it with Vaseline. But they're so, exact. I just quoted them verbatim. It's like, wow. So you're just going to bend over and fucking take it. Yeah, but and and see, that's the thing. As a matter of fact, I got a quote back here uh, by Ronald Reagan. It said, "Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction." We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and banned on. And, or excuse me, and hand it on for them to do the same. So the idea is this notion of freedom, you know, your your friend who, first off, people that tell you that they're disappointed in your actions, that I, my retort always when someone says that, Billy, is, well, what bill of mine are you going to be paying this month so I can behave the way you want me to? And that <laughs> usually shuts it down. Um, but, the, but the second part is, is well, it's easier just to comply. Well, you know what? It was pretty easy to comply before the Revolutionary War. Um, and quite frankly, we would probably be speaking a different language if we didn't have people who are not willing to just comply. They knew what their rights were and they fought for their rights. Billy, I got to tell you, man, as a veteran, this is not the country that I bled and fought for. And, and, and that's kind of the rumble amongst a lot of the veteran community, even active duty personnel. They're, they're just they're disappointed that, you know, where are our, our, our you, you remember? I mean, here we got a whole bunch of three percenters around here. Right. Talking <laughs> we're the three percent. We're going to. We're going to fight for your rights and man, blow me. All right. I mean, these, where are they? I mean, where are these, these three percenters, these QAnons, these, these people who say out of my cold, dead hand, where are these people? It, it, it's all just, it's all just empty threats. We don't need words. We need actions at this point. Well, first off, uh, Philip, I disagree with you just a little bit. This is still the country that you fought for. This is the one where that, that you took your licks for. This is still the same country. It's these people. The, the, I mean, I'm wondering if they're even Americans. I mean, yeah, they, were they born in the soil? Yeah. Uh, but are they American citizens? Yeah, but are they Americans? America uh, is an idea. I mean, I mean, uh, it is a place, but it's an idea. The Americana, it's an idea of freedom, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness given to you by your, by your creator. Um, and, and, and none of those rights will be in friends. It's, it's like, man, Billy, people have, man, 
you're, you're not very much older than I am, but God dog, dude, we at least learned what the Constitution was. We knew what our, we had to know what our Bill of Rights was verbatim. You know, we had to know these things. These were things that we, we understood is what made us American. It's what made us great. And man, people just forgot. I mean, they have forgotten. Either that, either that or um, like, it's like a lot of the millennials were taught the same way we were. And, yes. and a lot of them, and I, I mean, a great number of them, maybe even the majority of them, even though it may not show, are still holding on to the values that you and I have. But uh, somewhere along the way for, for another good number of them, were, were, they were taught the way we were. They believed the same way we did until somebody came along and said, you've got to unlearn that because it's evil. Yeah. And, and the thing is, because everybody, you know, Bill, if you remember back around 2008 when Barack Obama won pre- the, the, the presidency, um, you know, we, that, I, think, I think truly that's when, I mean, racism has always been alive and well, but I think the, the, the new modern day racism uh, has changed. I don't believe in this term reverse racism because it's all racism regardless. But everybody become overly sensitive because they didn't want to be branded that R word. And once they figured out that they could call a conservative an evil word and conservatives would go, whoa, that ain't me. And they would back down. Man, they just amped it up. They just pour gasoline on that fire. They figured out what works. Yeah, I think now, now we're at the point where when someone says that's racist, we're like, man, get out of here with that. That ain't got nothing to do with racism, you know. So, I think that's kind of where it goes back to my thing with Whoopi is, you know, it, it was a stupid yes, was it racist? Mm, I, I think that's objectionable. But people have forgot, conservatives have forgotten how to fight. Well, it's also what the the weapon that uh, they've used race as a weapon now. To the point oh, yeah. now where they create racism, you know oh, they yeah. they want their they want racism racism to exist. So now and and you, I saw that disgusting video out of Florida with those white supremacists and those KKK bastards, you yeah. know, condemning Jewish people and and uh, con- condemning black people and all that. I mean, I mean that they brought and they pushed it so much as like they want racism so badly. And now it's starting to come back after what we we defeated it in the '60s. I mean, yeah, it its ugly head is has never never been chopped off fully because we still got a bunch of racist bastards out there. And now Absolutely. they've just proved it. Now they've just brought them out to the woodwork so they can they can start a war. I mean, come on, uh, you know, look at Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and Proud Boys, all funded. By Georgie Porgy Soros. Ah, no, no. Uh, Jerry Nadler will tell you that is a rumor that's going around D.C. There's nothing to prove that, uh, which, of course, we know who Jerry Nadler is. Uh, the guy who falls asleep during uh, during congressional hearings. You know, that guy. Um, you know, for, for me, when I look at racism, what it, what it boils down to is, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We just had his uh, we just had his uh, Martin Luther King Day uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, I, and I played on my show in its entirety, the I Have a Dream speech. And one of the things that Dr. King talked about was, you know, the, the, the infamous content of the character, not color of the skin. And he talked about where, his, you know, white children and black children will play together. I mean, he was, he was talking about getting rid of segregation. And now here we are in 2022, we're actually going back to segregation, but this time it's not the whitey who's doing it. But we can't say that out loud because that makes us, racist yeah yeah it's 
<sighs> I got it, it's no sad. It's, it's it's sad. Yes, it is. Well, Philip, I I hate to say it, but we are officially out of time. Got to get the music set. Uh, before we do that, uh, once again, uh, go ahead and plug the Philip D. Blackman Show and tell the listeners where they can find you, and where they can go listen. All righty. So you can catch the Philip D. Blackman Show on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, let's see, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter uh, at the Philip D. Blackman Show. Just type it in. Make sure you put in the Philip D. Blackman or you'll miss it. Uh, you catch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on social media doing that platform. And then IPM Nation, uh, they they play my shows on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays as well. Uh, Outlaw Radio, uh, you guys play me. Uh, y'all do a marathon every Saturday at uh, 9 p.m. Central, yeah. right? AOW Radio Network, yes. All right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, man, I'm everywhere, and I'm always, my phone lines are always open, and I always encourage people who disagree to come on my show or at least comment, and we'll have a discourse. Um, but, man, I, I welcome everybody that wants to be a part of it to come on. Unless your name is Chris Lowerman. <laughs> Who cares? Hey, I would even I would allow Chris Lowerman to come on my show. I really would. No one is off limits. I'm I'm willing to talk to anyone. Uh, he he just doesn't have anything intelligent to say though. Is the thing so? And you do, and that's what he's scared of. <laughs> well, I'm, hey man, I, I'd never go to battle of wits with an unarmed person, but Chris Lowerman, I'll make an exception. All he's got to do is shoot me a message, and uh, and and I'll, I'll set up the I'll set up the interview. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, hey, Philip, it's always a pleasure having you here on the show, and uh, we'll look forward to doing this again sometime down the road. Hey, thank you, Bad Billy. You have a blessed and wonderful day, man, and to all your listeners, thank you guys so much for uh, for supporting an amazing man who, by the way, is responsible for building my new website and my podcast. Man, Billy, you're an amazing human. Thank you so much, my man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, details on that to come in the future because it's still in the works. So. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right, there you have the conversation with Philip D. Blackman. It's time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have my cousin Cliff Miller. He's got a brand new single he just released, going to be followed by Holly West, Third Bass, Devil Strip, and Cat Hasty. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. I know I've got some proving to do. I've been messing up lately and I wouldn't blame you. with me so
Final moments can be a trying time for family and friends. In these moments of uncertainty, don't leave your final wishes a mystery to the rest of the world. If you're able to comprehend what I'm saying right now, it's not too late for you to get a living will. A living will will ensure that your relatives do not decide what will happen to you if you become tied to a feeding tube. Alright, let's roll the dice. We got a four. That means death by decapitation. Alright. Worse yet, don't let your private affairs be decided by the government. Your private affairs should remain private. Our Living Will Kit will allow you to prepare a legal document that is recognized in every state. And if you order now, we'll include a noose absolutely free. Order your Living Will Kit today, and don't let your final moments be a mystery. Rush delivery available if you think you're going to die tomorrow.
Don't drink the milk. Why? It's spoiled. Eyes slow to open, alarm clock's broken. I'm stepping out the bip and ain't a booty line spoken. Stick a 40 to my left. I sips in a guzzle. A 40 dog breakfast at champs, it ain't a puzzle. Grips on my feet and step out my rest. I meet MC Dope Incredible and DJ Fresh. They got a demo, feeding for my headphones. So I throw it in my system, but it's so-so. I said the weebles wobble, but I dabble in verbal. The movies that you're making get the herbals. This ain't a Prince Paul loop from the turtles. It's just third base giving y'all the herbals. Herbals in your mouth. Everybody say herbals in your mouth. Everybody say herbals in your mouth. Hold up. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Herbals in your mouth. Everybody say herbals in your mouth. From the north end to the south. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. But them herbals, they bobble and you see them all around. Them five and one blues can't hide the red apple when I'm in a bodega. Buying some Snapple orange iced tea. Skins are playing nice tea behind me. Scatterbrain, no name, do you mind, G? Spots the profile and slips in a search zone and wants a description of the bone. Hold up. Wants a description of the bone. Play AT&T and check the three on your telephone. D-E-F. That I left a break south and left a herbal in a mouth. Herbals in your mouth. Herbals in your mouth. Everybody say herbals in your mouth. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Herbals in your mouth. Herbals in the mouth. Herbals in the mouth. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Herbals. To the wild, to the herbal. I don't drink milk when it curdles, cause then it's too pasty. French like pastry. It's like getting caught boosting at Macy's. True indeed, Cogswell Cogs and Sprockets at Spacely. I make like George and Denison safely. To my rest and not a try, but I'm questing. You got bad breath and take a search with Redson. Dribble, dribble, travel, say what I beg your pardon. Quincy ain't convinced me, got my own secret garden. So now we booming out the speakers and amps. Plugging your nuts like the PMS cramps. Some force of but I got bones to pick The only nine you ever seen was in arithmetic Herbal's giving how you living Yo, I ain't played like a pseudo Herbal's in your mouth and mine a macanudo Herbal's in your mouth Everybody say herbal's in your mouth Say herbal's in your mouth Everybody say herbal's in your mouth From the north to the south Everybody say herbal's in your mouth Got the herbal's in your mouth Pete Nice, no herbal's in his mouth Richie Rich, no herbals in his mouth. Prince Paul, no herbals in his mouth. Yes, yes, man. Got herbals. Where they at? Got herbals. Herbals in your mouth, you're where they at, they're in your mouth. Herbals in your mouth, you're where they at, they're in your mouth. Herbals in your mouth, you're where they at, they're in your mouth, 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 my mouth, my mouth. But I see some skins, they got herbals in their mouth You need to break out if you got herbals in your mouth Come now, son, you got herbals in your mouth The earth, the earth, herbal, herbal, herbals You got the earth, earth, the earth, the herbals In your Mickey, Mickey mouth, the mouth How many jobs you got, lad? You got herbals in your Mickey, Mickey mouth
need a little more time For you to let me go Another state of mind That you will never know So what you gonna say now? I really need to hear the words Some way, somehow I've got to be heard Now that the worst of intentions are made This is our last chance I'll have to be saved You come a long, long way Just to bring me down It's the same old face But you're never around It's the worst of times But the best of days You come a long, long way But you're still a day You're ugly to me So damn ugly So what you gonna say now? I really need your point of view Another way out That's so typical of you And every word I hear Was the same as words before There is no fear Not a shame no more, no more Now that the worst of intentions are made This is the last chance I'll have to be saved You come a long, long way
community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org at some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X Points, located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government, 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot.
Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. If Idaho is such a Republican state, why do we have such high regulations and licensing requirements on businesses? Why do we force businesses to jump through so many hoops just to get started? I mean, even hairdressers in Idaho are required to have more training hours than police officers are required to have. That is contrary to the Republican Party platform, but it is standard and normal for Idaho Republican leaders who have been manipulating Idaho Republican voters for decades. Remember, you can't get good fruit from a bad tree. And Idaho Republican leadership is so immoral and so unethical that their actions are so bizarre and disgusting, you have to dismiss your children from the room before mentioning it. Consider the former leader of the Idaho Republican Party, Jonathan Parker, had to be replaced after he was arrested for masturbating in front of the window of his estranged wife's house while wearing a wig. He's in jail right now. It's time for Idaho to kick the existing Idaho leadership to the curb and get started brand new with true conservatives who actually support the Republican platform. I'm Ammon Bundy and I approve this message. Building in a little hip town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF 1. Making men, men again. And feminists will just stay pissed off. Doesn't matter what you do there. The songs you just heard, you just heard Cat Hasty with The Devil in All of Us. Before that, Devil Strip with Ugly. Before that, Third Base with Herbals in Your Mouth. Before that, Holly West with Mokita. 
And starting off the whole set, hey, it's my cousin Cliff Miller with his latest single, True North. Yes, indeed. We got more to talk about, and it's about to get good. So it's time for the Steve Solution. If you have any trouble voting, they have officials there at the election site to assist if you need assistance. That's what they're there for. They cannot tell you who to vote for, how to vote, whatever. That is against so many laws, it's not even funny. And if there's ever a whiff of that, I think every vote in a particular precinct could be nullified. And certainly the participant could find him or herself doing some jail time. This is The Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. Ooh, sorry, a little fine. Mike on mute there for a second, folks. What's going on? Oh, boy, do we have a fun topic today. Yes, it was. One of my least favorite people in the world. I do not find this man funny. I don't find him entertaining. I don't like his commentary. And one of the great things about free speech, and by the way, I should mention, I also don't like his podcast. And yet, I am about to stand here and defend one of my least favorite people ever, Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, the former host of Fear Factor, of course. Uh, When he came back to the UFC, I thought it was a blessing. You can think what you want, but uh, he, he actually made the watching the UFC fun again with with his colorful commentary. So, anyway, I mean, he's under fire. First off, he's under fire because he put it out there, take ivermectin and other stuff, don't worry about getting the jab, whatever, you know, so he... And, oh, false information! Oh, shit! But if that wasn't enough for the woke mob, Neil, Neil Young to pull from Spotify, they have to go back 10, 11 years ago by him uh, saying the N-word on his podcast. (laughs) Not to mention the fact that, you know, take what he said in context. He wasn't just saying, you know, this person is this word. Oh, no, they just had to do it uh, regardless. And it wasn't, by the way, just episodes where, you know, he used a specific word. They also, you know, pulled some episodes where they claim he said things about, you know, questionable science when it comes to vaccines and shit like that. You know, it's like there's a war on free speech. Very much so. And that's why, you know, we're doing this show today because, as I've said before, I am not a fan of Joe Rogan. I I mean, politically, we probably align up a little bit. But as far as, you know, entertainment and humor, which, by the way, That is exactly what his show is. And that's very important to remember that he is not trying to put himself out there 
as a news show, nor is he trying to put himself out there as a medical expert. Yet that's what mainstream news organizations mean, are trying to say he's doing. Yeah, you know, just like th- just like that guy who, because uh, I, I went on Matt Connerton Unleashed, and uh, you know, because uh, that that if you remember Barry, aka Stacy Lawton. Talked about swatting and uh, caller ID spoofing. Since you, uh, you and I, you haven't been in the phone world as much as I have, but you know, you've heard of it. You know a little bit about it. So oh, yeah. I put my two cents in on that, and little did I know that there was a chat liner listening by the name of Tony D, who has to go run off to Fresno. And but he, you know what? I I'm gonna laugh my ass off because I guess he was on uh, Matt Connerton Unleashed today, and you know what he considers a very reliable source of information. Oh, please tell me. CNN. Oh well, you know CNN can't fucking tell me the weather properly, so. <laughs> I mean, uh, and and by the way, you know, one of the biggest scandals in the last, I don't know, year or so was over the Cuomo. So CNN is the last person, fucking organization that should be saying anything about anyone ever. Well, I, I just find it funny that that guy, Tony D, looks at them as something reliable when already Fredo has been fucking discredited, fucking Don Lemon, or Don Lemonhead, he's been he's been proven what an idiot he is. Anderson Cooper's a fucking idiot, and that's proven. Well, to be fair, you know, congratulations to Anderson Cooper on the birth of his uh, newest son, which I don't know if that's. You know, a donor thing or an adoption thing, but you know, good for him. <laughs> that being said, but uh, y- they y- are just this massive fucking joke when it comes to actual news. So, but let's make some Stephen. Let's make some comparisons here. So you have Joe Rogan on his podcast that does the same thing that we do here, and he's basically stating his own opinion. We're not reporting the news. You know, I mean, yes, I do a little bit of investigative journalism, so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But also not, we are very important (laughs) about not claiming to say we are a news show. What we state is our opinions. Do we back our opinions up with research? Yes, we do. That being said, How is what Joe Rogan says on his podcast? And by the way, if you look his podcast up, it doesn't say news and information. It says entertainment. It is not supposed to be taken as a news show. Well, let me ask you this before you get there is you have Andrew Cuomo, who can't do it anymore, but uh, he's on... CNN, 
basically given his own biased opinions on things. When you have Walter Cronkite, who is a, a far left liberal as they get, and he remained neutral and unbiased. You know, on a podcast, you can you can be biased as much as you want, but when you report the news, it is it is your duty, it is your job to report the news unbiasedly. But yet, especially Andrew Cuomo and Anderson Cooper, do they report the news without biasness? You know, even Walter Cronkite had, obviously, his opinions about a lot of things. And over the years, he was given segments, and they were very careful to label those segments as being editorials, meaning they were the opinions of the person speaking. That's what's missing in the news today. And by the way, I'm not defending the far right either. Fox News, you know, blast Democrats all day long and call it news. What happened to just reporting just the facts, which is something Walter Cronkite was absolutely amazing at? Even Dan Rather himself, too. I mean, you know, he's he was pretty far left, but he reported the news. Uh, Ted Koppel was another example of that. Yeah. Peter Jennings. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe I didn't grow up in the era of, you know, Cronkite, but, you know, Peter Jennings. The only time I saw that man show any kind of opinion or emotion was during 9-11. And that's, yeah, we saw Dan Rather actually cried after 9-11. But you're probably right. I was watching Peter Jennings at the, at the time, but yeah. Yeah, well, I... Same difference. You know, these are men, journalists that did their job regardless of what their political viewpoint didn't matter who was in office. So they reported the facts. I mean, so what, so where, where's the difference then? It, it, oh yeah. The difference is, is that they're on mainstream networks and they're not cussing like Joe Rogan does, but still they're given their own bias opinions on shit anymore. No, there's no difference. See, the thing is, with Joe Rogan's show, is it's very simply classified as an entertainment show. Not news, not, you know, it's the science hour, not it's the political hour, or anything like that. It is labeled for what it is is entertainment. You know, I want to bring up uh, one other thing too, is what I think uh, Joe Rogan's best episode to date is when he had that uh, big, big black guy on his show, and I don't remember his name, but uh, when, when he talked, he said he wants to do with the, away with the month of February 
being Black History Month because it's past its expiration date. And he gave the most perfect example is like, uh, you know, before the 60s and the civil rights movements, uh, you know, black girls were not allowed in the Miss America beauty pageant. So they started their own separate Miss Black America beauty pageant. Then all of a sudden, some uh, some white people wake wake up a little bit, open their eyes, and they say, oh, black girls can be beautiful too. And next thing you know, black girls are integrated into the Miss America beauty pageant and therefore wipes out the black Miss America. Now he feels it's time to do the same with the month of February and acknowledge it as American history. Well, I don't think we need to do away with, you know, Black History Month, quite frankly, uh, you know, I think Black History Month should be celebrated. However, where is, and I'm not going to go with the total white boy answer and say, where's White History Month? Where's uh, British History Month? Where's Irish History Month? Quite frankly, a lot of America was built on Irish immigrants. So where's Irish history awareness month? And not only I don't want to remove any of that. How about how about the fact too? Let's let's not forget the fact that uh, New York City was basically built almost about ninety percent by indentured Irish people who basically they were slaves. That's my, my point. Exactly. You know, it, I have no problem with, we got black history month. That's cool. Let's, you know, set some slots aside for the rest of the people. There you go. I, we I need agree. to have an Irish History Month. We have to have a Scottish History Month. We have to have one for everyone. There's 12 months out of the year. There's maybe, you know, four sets of people that built this nation. And by the way, Chinese, Although we are all going to be speaking Chinese someday, but that's a whole other issue. Uh, don't even start start me on that. Uh, no, Stephen. We won't get into that, but no, Chinese History Month needs to be a thing, too. They built the goddamn railroads, <laughs> which is literally why America is America. We don't have any of that, and yet all these subcultures have been largely ignored and went through fucking hell. All right. We're getting a bit off topic, though, but you're absolutely oh, right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Good point. Uh, anyway, I think what's a, what also is amazing, though, is the number of black people, especially in the UFC, who are coming to the defense of Joe Rogan. And uh, this one here... Uh, Hang on. Well, I decided to. So I don't know why that had to start on me the way it did, but. Uh, you clicked on it. No, no, I just I just kind of went past it. And, all right. So the 
a black UFC fighter by the name, his first name is Israel, and I do not know how to pronounce his, his last name. I haven't been keeping up with the modern UFC very much. Tell you what, spell it that way. Nobody can accuse yeah. you of being anti-whatever. A-D-E-S-A-N-Y-A. Adesanya, I don't, I don't know, but let's. He, he spoke out for Joe Rogan at one of the last UFC press conferences. So let's hear what he said. Here. One second. Where the hell is that clip? Here we go. I had a question for you around uh, Joe Rogan. There's been a lot of controversy uh, with him. First off, let me take this one. Hold up. I'm black. I can take this one. Look. Okay. Uh, what, what were no, no. There's, a, there's a lot of c game. There's a lot of snakes in this game. I've been in this fight game since 2008. And Joe Rogan is one of the nicest, coolest, humble mother I've had the pleasure of working with. Understand that. Hey, you know, it's just noise, man. You know what they're trying to do. You can't control the man, and he's got the biggest platform in the world right now. So that's my Joe Rogan. The noise. Hey, y'all. Okay, and uh, I want to go on to this clip. This is from India Ari, who, uh, well, she's. this is about five minutes long, and she's got her piece to say there. So let's uh, take a listen here. I want to leave a short message here about why I decided to, why I decided to ask my music be pulled off of Spotify. So check this out. Like, you know, yes. saying the word. I you've already said he is just like saying she's calling you a like this boy that he's a that starts calling them. There should be a word like, especially like the word that's about he says. And they're use the word out the word word. Didn't say. I empathize with the people who are leaving for the COVID disinformation reasons, and I think that they should. I also think that Joe Rogan has the right to say what he wants to say. I also think that I have the right to say what I want to say. So, as an artist who builds Spotify is built on the back of the music streaming. So they take this money that's built from streaming and they pay this guy $100 million, but they pay us 0.003% of a penny. Just take me off. I don't want to generate money that pays this. Just take me off. That's where I'm at. And I know that uh, I'm actually, to be honest with you, surprised that my statements were picked up because I thought people weren't really going to listen to me because that's what I'm the kind of, that's what I'm used to from the industry. But I'm glad that I am being heard. And for that reason, I want to clarify my statements again this is why watch this no white people says okay take me to this one and the guy goes okay i goes that in a good neighborhood he's like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. guy barely speaks english he takes us there we get out and we're giggling oh we're gonna see planet of the apes we walk into planet of the apes <laughs> we walked into africa dude we 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 walked in the door and there was no white people says okay take so we know how social media can be things can be doctored people are taken out of context it's happened to me many times however i want to be clear in no uncertain terms where i stand on this is that 
He shouldn't even be uttering the word. Don't even say it under any context. Don't say it. That's where I stand. It's my right to stand there. I have always stood there. I have other feelings about it, but those are nuances that are not meant for this moment. He shouldn't even be saying it. And so the confluence of energies comes into play here. So now we have this person who was offensive to a lot of people who's paid $100 million. Spotify, the backbone of Spotify is the music. So you pay the musicians that are the backbone of your business. 0 0.003 to 0.005% of a penny. And you take this money that, and you take this money that you generate over here because all the rest of it goes somewhere. The subscription fees go somewhere. So you take this money that's generated over here and you use it to invest in this guy. Do what you want, but take me off or pay me too. And I don't just mean me, I mean us, artists like me, pay us too. Pay podcasters of color too. So artist relations from Spotify called me yesterday and they asked me what I want and I've been thinking about this all night. I'm not gonna say it all here, but what I wanna say to you is something that I already knew, but I want you to know that they said it last night. Most of the streams on Spotify are black music, but we know that if, you, if you're paying attention at all, you understand the role of black music in this world. So that's a deeper nuance. There's the musicians, there's the black music that is the backbone of the whole music industry, that's the backbone of Spotify too, who are historically underpaid and mistreated and all this stuff. Just there's a historical context here that makes all this matter. And then there's this guy and you take this money and you pay this guy who says this stuff. No. And so it took Anil Young to open the door for someone like me, but I walked through it because I've been standing at this door for a long time. One of the hashtags I put on my post, the written one was, what if we all leave? And that's what I'm trying to see if we could get to happen. What if we all leave? Then we can start having a conversation. It can go from a conversation to a negotiation. So that's where I'm at y'all. And I'm gonna get into my day. All right, y'all. So one thing I can uh, agree with just a little bit on that is that I think the musicians actually do deserve to get paid more than what they're getting. If that's the case, I don't know. Well, first off, let me stop you right there. Because musicians who have their music uh, and product downloaded more get paid more. That's why it was kind of a big story when big name artists, well, semi, actually, name recognition artists. I don't know who the hell this woman is. India Ari. Yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure her music is wonderful. It's not what I listen to. 
Therefore, I'm not the one listening to it on Spotify. But here's the thing. They pay people. First off, the numbers she threw out are wrong. They are wrong, 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 wrong. Because I guarantee you, Kanye West, who, by the way, I don't listen to also, the check he gets from Spotify is way, way, way bigger than this bitch. And yeah, I know, don't say the word bitch, that's derogatory. Fuck you. Taylor Swift, that bitch, and yeah, I'm using the same phrase for a black woman and a white woman. I don't give a shit. They're bitches. And only as far as, God, they are so whiny. Has nothing to do with gender or anything else. I'd say the same thing about a man. Taylor Swift gets a shitload of money from Spotify. Well, don't you get the impression that I got a long time ago that these woke motherfuckers in this generation are not happy unless they have something to bitch about? There's oh, no, def- there's no, no def- most definitely. There's no problems, so they got to look for problems. They got to start problems, just like there really isn't any racism, so they got to make racism. Not to mention this. Uh, I'm sorry, I refuse to commit her name to memory. What is this woman's name again? India Ari. Great. When was the last time you heard of her? This is the first time. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, that that should go to show her relevance right there. Yeah. Uh, By the way, when was, and not to make this specific about race, when was the last time, and I'm sure much like me, you probably do have a Spotify account. You may not use it all the time, whatever. I don't, actually. Okay, well, regardless of that. When was the last time you listened to a Neil Young song? Oh, man, I went and saw Neil Young in concert. I've liked Neil Young for a long time. That's uh, not what I, that's not what actually, I asked, but... Uh, yeah, it's probably been... It was probably within the last three months that I did. Okay. Uh, me personally? I... You know, I know... Um, one Neil Young song. And the only reason I know it is because it was redone better by Bon Jovi. And that was uh, Keep On Rockin' Into the Free World. Uh, that, that is a good song. I thought you were going to say Southern Man. but <laughs> Well, no, I happen to agree with Leonard Skinner. A Southern man don't need him around anyhow. That man has been a joke for fucking years. <laughs> now, but, uh, when he was with uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, I thought Ohio was just a masterpiece. But, you know, the, regardless, you know. But then, he's, uh, th- he, think about who, you know, let's talk about, you know, the artist. Well, we don't okay. have a lot of time, but I want to say this, is that Neil Young is from a generation that was really pushing for uh, freedom of speech and, you know, how the hippies no, were back how about then. That? And, and now, 
and now here the, here these baby boomers are about cancel culture. Well, that's the entire thing about you know the liberal side of everything from fucking music to movies and actors and musicians. They're all about free speech. Unless, of course, you happen to align with a political party that they don't care for. Do you think for one second, Ted Nugent, and I hate to use him as an example because he's kind of a nut job, but do you think he would care if, say, Nancy Pelosi played a Ted Nugent song at his rally? I think he would be the first to go, damn right, play that shit. That's freedom of speech. Yeah, I I think I don't think he'd give a shit one way or another to be honest with you. You oh, know. No, I think I think he would absolutely care. I, but I think he would care in the opposite way that Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and the uh, uh wait, that's all the oh, And remember the I I love D Snyder. But, but uh, come on, we're not going to take it can be used in, in you know, D. Snyder he said it himself is how, you know, music is that for the imagination. But, uh, you know, then he's like uh, telling uh, uh, that he's telling people, uh, cert certain presidential candidates not to use his song. Nah, it's, it's simply because it doesn't align with their viewpoint. Much like with Joe Rogan, you don't have to agree with the man. All you have to do is not listen to him. Uh, it's just, I, just like... Uh, I'm standing here defending Joe Rogan, and I said at the top of this show that I don't like Joe Rogan. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's entertaining. He is not for me. Well, and we, I'm standing here telling you support Joe Rogan because God damn it, that's the American way. It's free speech. Well, we got to wrap this segment up, but uh, I think I can end it for, with a quote from the late king of smut, Larry Flint. If you don't I like love, us, I love Larry. If you don't like Hustler Magazine, don't read it. Amen to that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. But, yeah, this was a good conversation. Could have gone on longer because there's so much to say. But Oh, I'm just, I'm such a fucking big proponent of, look, if you don't like, you know, Family Guy, don't watch Family Guy. If you don't like the message that, you know, if you think fucking diners, drive-ins, and dives is contributing to the obesity epidemic in America, don't watch the goddamn show. Well, hey. If Everyone is looking for something to be offended by. Well, hey, guns kill people and forks, knives, and spoons make people fat. Uh, yeah, except, um, I've never once had a fork work its way into my mouth, nor have I ever been shot by a gun that was just sitting there. <laughs> yes. So. 
Fuck all that. Anyway, we definitely got to wrap it up. So on tap for next week is yet to be determined. We're going to end the show with the only Asian artist that I've ever heard sing the blues with real passion. That's B.B. Chung King and his band, The Buddha Heads, and Talking Trash. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we shall be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden nutritional support system. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow, Pillows and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store, use promo code OUTLAW and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live. Entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ, Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. 
Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.